My name is Patrick McGilvray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, sports nutritionist, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've dedicated my life to helping runners just like you properly fuel your body and your mind so you can get leaner, get stronger, run faster, and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode 154 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick Pingilvray, the weight loss coach for runners, and today, the truth about food restrictions. A lot of people feel the need to share with me their thoughts about food restrictions. They'll tell me things like, I don't ever want to restrict any foods, or all foods should be okay in moderation, or something like that. And I know where they're coming from with this. They just don't want to have to give up any of their favorite foods. But here's the thing, if you want to change your health and fitness for the better, if you want to lose weight, maybe even change your relationship with some of these foods, something has to change. You can't lose weight by eating the same foods that got you overweight in the first place, right? Nothing changes if nothing changes. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you the truth about food restrictions and why it might be necessary to restrict some foods if you want to lose weight and live your best life. And listen, these concepts that I talk about here on the podcast, the ideas that I share with you here, the things that I teach you here on this podcast are all great on their own. But if you really want to improve your life, if you want to lose weight, if you want to improve your health and you want to make changes to the way you you approach food and, and nutrition and fueling for running and all of that stuff, then you're going to have to put these principles into practice. You're gonna to have to make some changes. You're gonna to have to do things differently. And that process can be hard. It can be challenging to do that because each of us is an experiment of one. You have to kind of figure out the best sort of formula, the best plan that works for you and for your lifestyle and for your health and fitness goals. If, if I was, to tell you that you could just do these five things and, and it would improve your life and everybody would do the same things and they would all get the same results, I'd be totally mistaken. I'd be uh, a miss to do that. I, I don't wanna do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna tell you that you know there's one, one formula that's gonna work for everybody because we're all so different. So this is why I do what I do as a coach is that I help you put together a, a detailed plan that will uh, help you reach your goals, but then we analyze that plan and see how things are working for you as an individual. Are you feeling better? Are you losing weight? Are you sleeping better? Are, are you improving your running performance? Do your clothes fit better? Do you like the way you look in the mirror? We're gonna look at all kinds of metrics and then decide if we wanna continue with this path or we need to change the plan a little bit. And, and that's the beautiful part of coaching is that there's this feedback system. It's you and I working closely together, um, trying some things, um, checking to see what's working and what isn't, and then we course correct as we go. That's the way the process works. I, I can't tell you what's gonna uh, be the answer for you as an individual because we are all so different, okay? But if you want that help, if you want that guidance, if you want that support, the encouragement, the motivation, uh, the, the accountability, to stay on track and reach your health and fitness goals as we enter 2023, then reach out to me. Just go to runningleancoaching.com apply. 
fill out a short application for coaching and you and I'll get on a call and we'll see if this is a good fit for you. Cool? Runningleancoaching.com slash apply and we'll see you become the healthiest and most badass version of yourself in 2023. All right, so today I'm feeling pretty compelled to talk about food restrictions because I've been seeing posts on social media about this. I've been getting messages from people um, people that are interested in working with me will tell me, hey, I really wanna work with you, I want you to be my coach, but I just have to tell you, I'm not gonna restrict any foods. I, I just wanna keep eating the same foods that I'm eating and I don't wanna have any kind of restrictions because every time I feel restricted, I, I binge out on foods and, and things like that. And, and I wanna address all of this because I think we are doing ourselves a disservice if we think <laughs> if we think that we can make changes to our diet, to our health, to our fitness, to our weight, and not experience some sort of restriction in some way, okay? I hear this from, not just from people who wanna work with me, but I hear this on social media too, and I see uh, nutritionists talk about this on social media, and where this comes from is mostly from dietitians, and these are registered dietitians from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, A-N-D, and. And the problem with and, and this is not just me saying this, you, you can go online and find lots of information about, about the, the Academy, but this particular association is funded by a number of food multinationals, by pharmaceutical companies, and food industry lobbying groups, such as the National Confectioners Association. The National Confectioners Association, just so you know, it's an American trade organization that promotes chocolate, candy, gum, and mints, and the companies that make these things, okay? So the A&D is funded by companies like the National Confectioners Association. The A&D is also funded by companies like PepsiCo and Mars and Coca-Cola and Kellogg's and General Mills. And this industry funding gives food companies like Coca-Cola and General Mills and stuff the ability to offer official educational seminars to teach dietitians how to advise, how to advise their clients in a way that advances the interests of those particular food companies. For example, in a Coca-Cola sponsored seminar for dietitians, the speaker promoted free sugars consumption, like for kids as a healthy choice, like kids should just be able to eat as much sugar as they want. This is healthy for kids. So if you're listening to advice from registered dietitians, and I'm not saying they're all the same or that they all offer the same advice, but in general, a lot of these dietitians will say, you know, oh, all foods are fine in moderation. We don't restrict any foods. Sugar is fine. Flour is fine. Grains are fine. Just understand that this whole organization that where they got their certification is funded by the sugar industry, by the pharmaceutical industry, by the junk food industry. Okay. So Anytime I see somebody talking about food restrictions, this idea of, of the, um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics comes to mind. 
and and their funding and and who they're sponsored by okay um and and a lot of their material a lot of their training material is derived from these food companies to help promote their own interests so to me this is a huge conflict of interest um and i don't think this is where we should be getting our our dietary advice that's just my opinion okay um, so I want you to understand where this idea of never restricting foods comes from. Okay. So what does it mean to restrict foods? I want to just kind of touch on this briefly. So what this means is that we, we eliminate some foods from our diet and some people have a real problem with this. And I'm not just talking about dietitians, but some people think that we should never restrict any kinds of foods from our diet. But what if you, uh, find that you know losing weight is very difficult unless you cut out sugary treats. Wouldn't it be in your best interest to maybe cut out sugary treats, at least for a while? Is restricting foods something that you should never do, something you should always do, something that you can do every now and then? Like, what's the right answer? And unfortunately, there isn't really a right answer but you're gonna hear my stance on this, and my stance is gonna be this, is that I think that at times it is necessary to restrict some foods. If you find it very difficult to give up junk food, if you find that you, you know, are addicted to junk food, to sugar, to uh, you know, soda, uh, to cookies, to ice cream, whatever it is, wouldn't it be in your best interest to you know, get off of that substance? You know, restriction doesn't mean it, it has to be a permanent thing. Um, restriction means that we restrict ourselves from indulging in that food for a period of time. And, and for some people, that period of time might be a long time. So I've worked with some people who have a, a real bad relationship with sugar. And anytime they start eating some sugar, they find that they can't stop eating sugar. The same goes for people who have issues with drinking or with drugs. You know, some people can drink in moderation. They can drink every now and then. Um, you know, I know someone that can drink once a month and she has like one drink a month. And I'm like, how do you do that? And I know other people who have a sip of alcohol and then, and then they're like off to the races and they can't stop drinking until they're like passed out on the floor. That was kind of my experience with alcohol, where as soon as I started drinking it, I just couldn't stop until I was, you know, pretty much passed out, you know? So for me, isn't it better for me to just abstain from drinking alcohol and not have to continually fight that battle? Yeah, I haven't had alcohol in like 15 years, coming up on 16 years now. And, and it works for me. So restricting alcohol for me feels great. My life is so much better without it. And, and it did take some time for me to, to get through that discomfort of, of change and the discomfort of like wanting alcohol and not having it. But once I got through that, it was so much better for me. And today I, I don't even think about it. Like I don't need to drink. Um, you know, I go out to dinner a lot and, and I sit at the bar at, at dinner a lot just because sometimes it's hard to find a table or a restaurant. And, um, so my girlfriend and I will go out to dinner, we'll sit at the bar and neither of us really drink. So we just sit at the bar and eat food 
while everybody around us is drinking, there's alcohol everywhere. They're, I'm watching them make all these drinks and some of them look pretty damn good too. <laughs> but I have no desire to drink. That desire is long gone for me. The same goes with uh, sugar for me. So I was really addicted to sugar. And for many years, many, well, I'll just be honest here, decades, for me, decades of eating tons of sugar and tons of carbs and justifying it with all of the running that I was doing. And that kind of worked for a while until it didn't. And, and I started uh, gaining weight and, and gained within a few years something like 40 pounds and really had to take a look at my sugar intake and really had to make a decision like, is this something that I want to continue to do? Or, or do I need to restrict this from my diet? And I made that decision some years ago where I was just going to like remove sugar from my diet. And the more I read about the dangers of sugar and the problems, the health problems that are, that are caused by sugar and the obesity epidemic in this country that's been caused by sugar and, and flour and grains and refined, refined carbohydrates and junk food and, and uh, processed foods, I, I just don't want that in my life. And so I decided that I was gonna just cut that out of my life. Now, this does not mean that I don't ever eat any sugar. I do occasionally, very occasionally. Um, I recently had a birthday and I had a big old piece of, of birthday cake on my birthday because you know what? Nobody wants to eat a birthday salad, right? I, I had a piece of birthday cake and it was great. I loved it. Does that mean that the next day I needed to eat another uh, half a birthday cake or whatever? No. No, it meant that I had that cake and then I was done. So my relationship with sugar today is much different than it used to be. In the past, it was something I had to have every single day. That's an unhealthy relationship with sugar. So for me, restricting this and, and eliminating this from my diet 99.7% of the time works for me. And I feel better. And I know that I'm treating my body right and that i'm that i'm eating food that that is actually healthy for me and isn't harmful for me i think sugar is harmful i think refined grains are harmful for us especially done to excess now if you're somebody that can really moderate your sugar intake and you're like i'm not going to restrict any foods this doesn't apply to me because i want to i can eat some sugar every now and then it's not a big deal then that's great you do you but if you're the person who is sitting there listening to this right now and you're like, yeah, I'm 40 pounds overweight. I do eat sugar. I have a, a bad relationship with carbs and sugar, um, but I really don't want to give that stuff up. Then maybe it's this is a time for you to like start thinking about that. Maybe maybe your your thinking needs to change. Restriction doesn't have to be permanent. It can be temporary. And I've worked with some people who have eliminated sugar from them from their diet have got fat adapted as a runner have lost a bunch of weight and then have incorporated some carbs and some sugar back into their diet very moderately and they've changed their relationship with this food substance this food-like substance <laughs> i'm going to argue that sugar really isn't necessary for our survival so it's more like a it's really more like a drug than it is a food, but I get it that, you know, it's sugar is in everything. It's really, it can be hard to avoid, but if you're the kind of person who can uh, give it up for a while, change your relationship with it, and then slowly, you know, uh, 
allow a little bit back in here and there, that's fine. And if that works for you and you can maintain your health and maintain your weight and maintain your running performance through all of that, then that is awesome. Like you do you, absolutely. But I think it's stupid to think that we can keep eating a crappy diet, we can keep eating all this junk food and somehow magically your health and your weight are gonna improve. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And sometimes restricting some foods, you know, for a period of time is exactly what you need. So this idea that, you know, foods, we should never restrict any foods, all foods in moderation, you know, I think this is not necessarily a helpful uh, philosophy to adopt, okay? Some people cannot moderate. Some people cannot moderate things like sugar. It's kind of like telling the alcoholic, hey, just, just drink every now and then, or telling the person who's addicted to cocaine, just, you know, do cocaine every now and then. Like, dude, can't you just moderate your cocaine use? Isn't, doesn't this sound stupid when I'm saying this out loud? Doesn't this sound ridiculous? It is ridiculous, but this is what we're telling people with sugar, which by the way, they've done studies that have shown that sugar lights up your brain more than cocaine does that sugar actually has a more of a profound impact on your brain. Then they've done these studies with rats where rats would be given the choice of, of sugar or cocaine and the rats would choose the sugar <laughs> over the cocaine. Um, poor little rats, right? They're always being tormented. But um, anyway, interesting studies, uh, no doubt. And so if you don't think sugar is a powerful drug, you know, studies like that kind of prove that it really is a very powerful drug, okay? But it sounds stupid to like say to the alcoholic or to the drug addict, hey, just moderate your intake, you know, just, you know, everybody else can just moderate. Why can't you just moderate it? No, if that particular substance is harmful for you and that particular substance is something you cannot manage and you cannot control, maybe it's best to just cut it out of your life, all right? Maybe permanently. I have no problem with that. If if you tell me like, hey, Patrick, I'm just going to cut out sugar and I'm going to do that permanently. I don't need it anymore. And I've had clients who've told me that they're like, I love the way I feel now that I stopped eating sugar. I don't see any reason to ever go back to eat that junk. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm with you. That's pretty much how I live my life. The most sugar I eat in a month would be uh, some, some chocolate that I eat every now and then some dark chocolate that I've tried the dark chocolate. That's like stevia flavored or whatever it has erythritol or something in it. And I just don't like it. It's just doesn't really do much for me. So I, I go to this dark chocolate that I get and it's, um, it's pretty low in sugar. Um, but it does have a little bit of sugar in there, but I'll, I'll just use a little bit of that. And oh, it's so delicious and it tastes so good. And then of course, you know, my birthday, I do a piece of cake, piece of uh, cheesecake or uh, birthday cake or whatever. And, and then thinking back through this past year, as we're coming to the end of the year here, how many times have I eaten sugar, a few bars of chocolate and some, uh, some birthday cake. And that's about it. That's about it. It's very, very minimal. I've changed my whole relationship with sugar and now I can do it very, very sporadically and my life is not suffering because of that. So when it comes to like never restricting foods, I don't agree with that. I think that for some of us, it, it is perfectly fine to restrict foods. And for some people, maybe it's fine to restrict foods for a period of time and then they can kind of incorporate them back. But if you're gonna adopt this approach, you have to, 
change your mindset around the food that you're eating, around that sugar or the, the soda or the desserts or whatever it is. The whole concept of restricting foods, it's less about what foods you're eating and not eating, and it's more about your mindset around all of this. So if you have this mindset of, you know, I'm going to occasionally have some sugar and it's going to be okay, I'm gonna make some cookies with my kids and I'm gonna eat a couple, great, do that. You have to have the right mindset around it though. But if your mindset is like, every time I eat sugar, I go into this, you know, binging behavior, if, it's, if eating a little bit of sugar sets you up for, for a, a sugar binge, increases your cravings, you can't stop thinking about it, you can't stop eating it once you start, then I'm going to say like this is not something that you want to mess around with here. Like just stop eating that stuff. This whole addictive behavior thing needs to stop. Right? This is just like you, you would deal with an alcoholic or a drug addict. Like just cut them off. You got to get yourself off of the drug. All foods in moderation does not work for some people. It's like saying all drugs in moderation. Doesn't that sound stupid? Yeah. So what we want to do here is make a decision. You got to make a decision for yourself. What is it you want for yourself? If you want to lose weight, if you want to change your relationship with food, you're going to have to probably experience some food restrictions. It's almost impossible to do it any other way. The, and one of the big reasons why people buy into this idea of all foods in moderation or never restrict any foods, it's because it justifies their crappy behavior, right? If, if you're if you buy into this idea that you should never restrict any foods, then this just justifies that addictive behavior and you never have to change anything. You never have to give up anything. You never have to get uncomfortable. You never have to do anything differently. You can just kind of keep doing what you're doing. And you, well, you know, this dietitian said all foods should be fine in moderation. But remember these same people that are telling you this don't restrict foods and all foods in moderation are, are that those people are being, you know, funded and trained and educated by the junk food companies, by the pharmaceutical companies, by the sugar industry. Just don't listen to them, okay? Do yourself a favor, don't listen to them. If you wanna change, if you wanna improve your health, uh, improve your fitness, if you wanna lose weight, you're gonna have to make some changes here. You're gonna have to get uncomfortable. You're gonna have to embrace the suck a little bit here, okay? Doesn't mean forever. But what would it look like for you if you were to lose this idea that you, you can eat all foods in moderation? What if, what if you just adopted this idea that, yeah, at least for a while, I'm just going to cut this junk out. I'm going to stop eating junk food. I'm just going to stop doing it. What, how do you think that would change your life? Think about that. If you no longer ate sugar, if you no longer drank soda, if you no longer ate uh, processed foods, like how much better would you feel? How would your weight change? How would you feel about yourself? How would your energy levels be? I think that we all want more for ourselves and that's why you're listening to this podcast right now is because you want something more for yourself. And if cutting out some of this junk food is the way that you get there, I say, go for it. 
absolutely go for it. It's not a bad thing. Do it. And if cutting some of this stuff out permanently works better for you and your life, then I'm fine with that. It works for me. Maybe it'll work for you. That's all I got for you today. I love you all. I really do. Keep on running lean and I'll talk to you soon. If you're a runner and you've been struggling to lose weight or you keep losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again, or you're finally ready to get to your natural weight and stay there for good this time, then I have something you will love. I've created a powerful new training just for you called Running Lean for Life. You'll learn exactly how to transform yourself into a lean, fat-burning running machine so you can run without bonking, lose weight without calorie counting, and develop the habits required to make it last for life. To get this free training right now, go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash lean for life and start your transformation today.